Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 245. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is The Power Play. Hi, everyone. You've heard me talk many times about how strongly I feel about working your hips and your glutes and your core, your hamstrings, in order to stay healthy so you can continue your training uninterrupted by injuries. Uh, I've told the story about the girls' cross-country team I coached at, at four or five years ago that took the state, or actually took second in the state of Colorado with only five girls on the team. We basically had to keep everybody healthy the entire season. And they did. They they were dedicated to working their hips and glutes, and we were in the weight room, and we did core work, did each of those two days a week, obviously a little overlap, and they all stayed healthy. We had four girls finish in the top 15 at the state meet and ended up taking second. So I'm a big believer in that. And so I'm going to go into a little bit about uh, some of the exercises that I recommend. But uh, first, I, I'm recording this right after the Super Bowl. And uh, I want to congratulate the Chiefs for their victory. Um, I think it was a little tainted. Um, I mean, it was a great game and all, a lot of back and forth, great play on both sides uh, by the Eagles and the Chiefs. But um, that <laughs> that pass interference call on the last drive of the Chiefs, that, that was pretty pretty sketchy. I, I, I didn't see anything there. I don't think most people did. So I'm um, not sure if that ultimately would have changed the result of the game since the Chiefs were driving, but still that was that was a tough call right there. But um, like I say, congrats to the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know if they're burning down Philadelphia right now. Uh, I'm sure they already had the light poles all greased because the fans, that's what they do in Philly. They, they climb the light poles and the cops grease them to prevent that. And in the end, it doesn't work anyway. So I'm not sure if they're still climbing the light poles in Philly or they're just burning the city down. It's always possible. So I uh, feel bad for my friends in Philly. But uh, like I say, the Chiefs, uh, you know, they, they played a good game. So it's certainly a great second half. And uh, always liked Andy Reid. He, he's a good coach. And um, uh, other sports this weekend, though, that I, I um, you know, there was a lot going on. Um, you know, most of you don't care, but it was great to see the University of Denver hockey team complete the season sweep on North Dakota. Um, these people, they're, they're something, I mean, they, they fill up half the university of Denver's arena, this green slime that comes down here. And, um, none of them will acknowledge that their nickname is the fighting Hawks. They all wear stuff that still says Sue on it. And, um, I, I always say I will buy a beer for anybody wearing fighting Hawks gear. And this time didn't see anybody. They were all, they all are living in this alternate reality that they are still the fighting Sioux, which they're not. And in fact, they're not even a very good hockey team anymore. Cause uh, like I say, DU um, crushed them this week. Well, they were pretty um, decisive victories for DU. So that was good. But uh, I also want to mention um, a lot of, you know, I'm a, I'm a big track fan. There was some amazing track performances going on this weekend. I just want to mention a few here. Um, you know, for years, you know, the four minute mile has always been a, a very, desirable goal for for runners um you know obviously it was impossible to achieve until roger bannister did very famously back in 1954 and um there wasn't a high schooler in in this country who broke the four minute mile until jim ryan in the late 60s uh, mid 60s i guess it was but um now you see high schoolers uh, a lot of them have broken the four minute mile i mean it's still not a real common thing but um 
There was a meet at Boston University this weekend where they had 52 runners break the four-minute mile. 52. That's just insane. It's like doubled the most ever in a meet. And it's just insane to think that many runners can break the four-minute mile. And it's not so much that it's routine by any means. It's very, very hard to do. But it's incredible that many people did. And then um, down the road there at the Milrose Games in New York City, uh, you know, one of the oldest track meets and one of the most storied track meets of all time, uh, the U.S. indoor mile record was broken by Yared Nagus, who is a young runner who uh, just recently graduated from Notre Dame. He, he's originally from Louisville, Kentucky, and he ran a 347.38 for an indoor mile. And running the mile indoors is arguably harder. You don't have to deal, of course, with you know, outdoor conditions, but uh, still you are dealing with the indoor air and everything. It's usually tougher to run a fast time. And that time is actually only a few tenths off the world record. So it was actually the second fastest indoor mile run ever by Nagoose. And um, Alicia Munson ran a um, American record for the 3,000 meters. She ran an 825.5. And also notably in the same race was Caitlin Tui, who is, uh, she's a graduate, um, I guess a fifth year graduate, whatever you want to call it, at North Carolina State, broke the collegiate record for the uh, 3,000 meters in the same race by six and a half seconds. Uh, she ran an 835.2. And this is on t- um, on the heels of just a week or so ago. She ran a mile, breaking the collegiate mile record, and she ran 424.26. So um, Caitlin Tui uh, is from upstate New York. She was a just a child phenom in the sport, uh, was breaking records uh, all the way up through high school and uh, ran in the Milrose games actually when she was still in high school. And then she's gone on to a nice career at North Carolina State. And um, like I say, broke a, a couple of uh, records very impressively. In fact, that 3,000 meter uh, race that she ran where she ran 835, that was actually a PR by 24 seconds. So uh, rather impressive performances. So yeah, a lot of good sports this past weekend. And um, but you know, let, let's uh, before I actually before I get into it. Speaking of sports, I have just uh, posted. I've just uh, put onto Ultra Sign Up these the registration uh, for the American Heroes Run, and that's going to be going on September eighth and 9th in Longmont, Colorado. You've heard me talk about the race before. This was David's original run to honor first responders and military veterans and service people, and the lives lost on September eleventh, two thousand one. And his great motto for the race is patriotism without politics. And uh, true to David's uh, fertile mind, uh, he's got all sorts of different distances, uh, odd distances, everything kind of connected to 9-11. So on September 8th, there is a 100-mile run and a 24-hour run, and uh, they both finish at 4.11 p.m. on Saturday, the September 9th. And on September 9th itself, there is a 9-hour and 11-minute run and a marathon that both start at 7 a.m., and then there's a half marathon that starts at 8.46 a.m. And that's the time when the first Trade Center t- tower was attacked. Then there is a 9.11-mile run that starts at 9.03 a.m., which is the time the second World Trade Center tower was attacked. And then there's the 5K run and walk, which starts at 9.37 a.m., which is the time in Washington, D.C., when the Pentagon was attacked. So uh, David put all these uh, pieces together here, and it- it's a great time. Uh, great way to honor all those folks I mentioned earlier. And 
um, j- just a, uh, it's a unique race. And, and of course we do honor David as well. We, we ring a, a special bell that Nico Brooks has personally cast, um, with David's number 22 on it, which was his bad water number. And, um, you know, we, we do make it a patriotic time, but again, you know, without taking sides or anything like that. So really cool, uh, event. Uh, I, I inherited that after David passed away in 2020. So, uh, I've run that the last three years and, uh, again, it takes place at Rogers Grove Park in Longmont, Colorado. You can sign up on ultrasignup.com. Just search for American Heroes Run. A couple of new touches we have this year. One is um, for the overnight races, we're going to have a hot food station where you can actually place custom orders, and we will cook that food for you and have it ready for you when you come around on the next lap. And when I say lap, uh, the races all run on a Mostly dirt, but partly partly dirt, partly concrete loop at 1.05 miles. Uh, again, kind of David's touch there. So um, you're, you're coming by every roughly mile to the ready for you as you come back. And um, also we are going to have women's uh, size shirts available for you. So you can order a unisex shirt or you can get a women's uh, specific type shirt. And uh, we also have a couple other touches. If you'd like, you can add a American Heroes Run knit hat. And we are also going to have a very special uh, shirt to commemorate the um, We Are Superman podcast and American Heroes Run and and David Clark. So uh, those are add-on items you can certainly order at the time that you register. And uh, they're going to be very special items as well. So so, uh, thank you. Uh, If you choose to enter the race, uh, we would love to see you out there. Uh, Please contact me if you have any questions. But So uh, let me get into, as I talked about, hip and and glute strengthening. And just to let you know, I do have a handout sheet that I can email to you. If if you drop me a line, I'd be happy to send this to you. Um, I even have a video that, that I can send out to you as well, because some of the stuff I'll explain to you here, but it may not be, you know, it's some of these are concepts that maybe don't come across as well, just listening to it here. So first of all, um, first thing you'll need is a TheraBand of some sort. Um, you know, there are a lot of bands you can, you can buy bands already. Um, you know, everything from the fancy ones that Emma Coburn sells to, uh, you can go into Walmart and buy bands. I tend to buy whole rolls of TheraBand and cut it up and tie them together so I can hand them out to my team. And so, um, there, there are, you, you can get them in various, um, tensions depending on, on your personal strength. And, um, and then you can put these on either over your knees, your ankles, your, even around your feet, as I'll mention here. So, um, so first one I'll mention here is doing side to sides. And so basically, uh, if you're a beginner to this, you can put the band just above your knees and then, uh, basically crouch down. So you want your, uh, thighs roughly parallel to the ground and you're just going to go back and forth. Uh, if you can do two sets of one minute of those, that's great. The key to these is to lead with your heel. If your toes are pointed out, you're not going to get the work in the right place. And with all these exercises, you should feel more of the stress. If you would, if you were to draw a line in your hips, you know, parallel to your body, basically towards your glutes, that is the side you want to feel this on. So if you're doing this exercise correctly, uh, keeping your, your toes not pointed, so makes basically I say leading with your heels, you will feel this in the rear of your hips towards your glutes. 
Um, the other thing you can do too is uh, if you've got enough room, you can just sideways walk across, a, say, a gym floor, you know, from one baseline of the basketball court to the other or, you know, a, a longer distance and uh, just shuffle sideways that way. Uh, again, stay low as possible. Um, again, if you don't have enough room, you can just do say two sets of, of one minute. So we'll do that a lot with the kids on the team. We will just, you know, be on the track and we'll just do two sets of, of one minute, take a one minute break in between. As you get better with these, put that band down around your ankles. And when you get even better yet, put the band around your feet and, uh, you'll notice a big difference. It's, it's hard to do the, this, this exercise with it around your feet. Um, if you do have a cheap band though, I, I would warn you though, I, I, I have seen a lot of people snap these, snap the bands if you put it around your feet. So, uh, just be wary of that unless you have a, a good high quality band. Uh, second exercise, I call these monster walks. You put the band around your ankles and basically you do, um, uh, what, what you might call toy soldier kind of walks. So you're just basically uh, pulling your, your leg up in front of you, kind of in a marching goose stepping fashion. Um, you, you're definitely working the front, your hip flexors with this exercise. You want to make sure you stay tall and just kick your feet forward against the resistance of the band. Um, then you can do zombie walks, as I call them. Same as the monster walk, except now you're going to swing your feet out to the side. So you're going to be really putting a lot more stress on the side of, of the, your hips with this. So again, swing your legs out to the side and you're walking forward just as you did with those monster walks before. Uh, the next one I call reverse skaters. And then we do forward skaters. So you'll, you'll again have the band around your ankles. And it's similar to the side-to-sides, and this one is kind of hard to explain uh, without seeing it. So basically, you'll get down in your crouch, and I like to start doing these uh, in reverse, and you'll take a 45-degree step backwards with one foot, and then you'll bring up the other foot and bring it towards the first, the foot that's now planted out to the outside, but not put it down on the ground. Swing that leg back out around to the outside. So imagine you are on a track and you are trying to land your feet basically just on the inside of the line on either side, uh, on either side of you. So again, you'll start off in that crouch. You'll you'll move. Say, let's start with your left. Move your left leg out towards that lane line. Swing the right foot towards your left foot, but don't put it down. Instead, swing it back out to the other side of the lane. Again, going back about 45 degrees with each stride. And just go ahead and march backwards like that. Again, stay low in your crouch. That works your hips really well. Then you can do the same thing with the forward skaters. Just do the same thing and just go forward, swing your leg out wide. And again, imagine maybe you're in a lane on the track and just swinging your leg out out either side. Uh, next one is uh, is clams, and uh, some people disparage clams, but what I would actually encourage you to do is put the TheraBand around your knees, just above your knees, and that will give you some resistance there. And even though, like I say, people disparage clams, I think this really makes these clams worthwhile. So important things to note with clams is make sure you keep your body in a straight line. So basically from your shoulders down to where your knees are should be relatively a straight line. Your ankles will basically stay together and you'll just move your knees apart. Um, Again, keeping your body in a straight line from shoulders down to knees. You want to make sure that your 
body is perpendicular to the ground. So make sure your hips and your shoulders are perpendicular to the ground. If you tend to roll towards your back, you're not going to get the work in the right part of your hips. So make sure you, again, you're staying pretty well stacked in that direction. Um, the, the clams are, um, I would do sets of 20 on each side, or at least work your way up to doing 20 on each side. And um, and again, make sure you do both sides of those. Um, ne- next thing you can do are straight leg raises. And what you do is you uh, raise one leg on each side. Uh, so you're going to have the uh, band around your ankle again now. And you're going to drop to uh, just above your lower leg and hold it for three seconds and then drop it down. So you can raise it up raise it down against the resistance of the band, and then drop it down. So uh, next one is uh, standing circles. So you'll stand with the band around your, your ankles, you stand on one leg, and just stretch out that band and do 10 counterclockwise rotations, and then 10 clockwise rotations. And um, it, it's interesting because uh, you know most of us balance better on one leg or the other, so it's a great balance exercise as well. So do the circles on both legs, 10 clockwise, 10 counterclockwise rotations. Um, there are some other options you can do in here. Um, one is uh, reverse clams. Another is super clams. Uh, those you'll, you'll probably want to see the video for. Um, another one that I, I like to do, and this is without the band now, is hip hinges. So um, basically, you're going to stand on one leg and you're going to hold the same arm out in front of you. So if you're on your right leg, hold your right arm out and basically just go ahead and lean forward and lean back and, you know, back up to a vertical position. So lean forward. Um, As you get better with these, you can even put a counterweight, you know, a light dumbbell in your arm here. A lot of the kids I coach try to pick up too heavy a weight here, but um, just go as far as you can without losing your balance. Uh, a lot of people try to go all the way to horizontal to the ground and then lose their balance. You know, if, if, if you lose your balance, then, then don't do, don't go that far. A couple of keys with the hip hinges are one is, um, you, you can, the leg you're standing on, the knee does not have to be perfectly straight. Put, in fact, let it have a little bit of flex to it, but it's the rear leg that you want to go ahead and stretch out behind you. Uh, pretend that you're trying to touch the wall behind you and make sure that your hips don't rotate. And the best way to do that is to make sure that you're pointing your pinky toe towards the ground. It's very, very common to go ahead and reach back and basically your big toe is facing the ground and that way your your hips are rotating. So imagine you've got, say, a glass of water that's on your hips and you don't want that glass of water to get dumped off. So you're going to have to keep your hips as flat as possible. So reach that leg behind you with a straight knee, pinky toe towards the ground, towards an imaginary wall behind you, and that'll help you keep your hips hips level in that case. Uh, try to work your way up to 10 reps on each leg. And again, based on your balance, you're probably going to be better on one leg or the other. Um, another way to do um, work your hips that's really kind of uh, a little different here is inside leg swings using a Swiss ball. So um, go ahead and take a Swiss ball. That's a big inflatable light ball and just put it up against a wall and put that ball right on the point of your hip. 
and stand basically as vertically as you can. And what you're going to do is you're going to keep your weight on the outside leg, the one that's away from the wall, and go ahead and just move that inside leg, which is the side towards the Swiss ball, towards the wall. And just go ahead and move that leg inside and out, swing it back and forth, maybe 10 to 15 reps in each leg. And you'll be surprised at how much that you're going to feel the burn in your hips doing that. Again, the key to that is stay tall. Don't go and uh, you know bend forward at your waist or anything like that. So stay tall and keep that, keep the rest of your body pretty vertical. So the leg you're standing on, make sure it's fairly underneath your body, your, your center of mass there. And then just uh, swing that leg back and forth towards the wall. Um, another one I really like to do are hip thrusts and you can do those on a bench or better yet on a Swiss ball. So you're basically going to have your feet up on the Swiss ball, your your shoulders on the ground and you raise your hips up and down. Um, as you get better with this, you can even do it one leg at a time. So you can do, you know, work your way up to maybe 10 reps with both legs and then try doing 10 reps with one leg at a time. And it's, uh, it's, it's a lot more difficult there. So, um, if you're doing this on a bench, though, um, here's a little more advanced thing. You can take a dumbbell or a weight plate and just hold it on your hips as you're raising yourself uh, up and down. And uh, I know in some gyms they've got machines. I was just doing that today myself. Uh, some machines that you can do those hip thrusts on. Uh, similarly, you can do hamstring curls. And um, again, you're on the Swiss ball. And so what you want to do is raise your hips up as high as you can, slowly bring that ball in towards your butt, uh, basically take um, one second to do that and then let it out for, uh, let it in, I should say, for two seconds and let it out in one second. So bring it in slowly two seconds, let it out for one second. And each between each rep, lower your hips down to the ground and then raise your hips up again because you want your hips up as high as you can and they'll get tired and your hips will start sagging. So... Um, again, you, you got both legs on the Swiss ball to start, bring that ball in slowly and then let it out slowly. And, um, eventually again, you can do this one leg at a time. You'll feel real good burn in your hamstrings there, but, um, th these are just a great way to do hamstring curls. Uh, you know, obviously you can, you know, do it on machines at the gym, but I actually kind of think this is a little more effective, a little, um, it really works your, your hamstring pretty well. Um, another one, uh, I, I really like are glute reaches. And so as opposed to the hip hinges I mentioned before, where you stand on one leg and you use your same arm, in this case, you're going to stand on one leg and use your opposite arm. And what I do with the kids on my team, um, you could do this in the gym likewise, is you put a water bottle on the ground. You can even take a dumbbell and just put it sideways on the ground. So it's standing up. And what you want to do is stand on the one leg use your other leg as kind of a counterweight, have that leg go kind of straight back and you're going to lower yourself down. And what you want to do is keep your chest up. So you're really using your glutes. If you lean forward too much, it's going to defeat the purpose of this exercise. And what you're going to do is you're going to touch the inside, come up, the middle, come up and the outside of either that water bottle or that dumbbell, and then come up. And that's one set. And start out doing eight sets on each leg. Um, hopefully you can work your way up to 10 sets of those. So um, again, it's going to be opposite arm and legs. So let's say you're standing in your right leg. Take your left arm and go ahead and reach down to the inside. Come up to the middle, come up, the outside, come up. And again, that your other leg is going to ba be basically straight back as a counterweight. Uh, try not to let it curl back as much behind you. Um, so, you know, it's, 
the tendency would be to do that just for more balancing, but see if you can go ahead and just go straight up and down again with your chest up. So, you know, even try to look up at something so that your chest doesn't pitch forward. So, um, that that's a lot right there. Um, there's certainly a lot of other hip and glute exercises you can do. Um, and I'd be happy to give you more if you'd like those, but that's a pretty good start right there. That's, that's going to, you're going to feel the burn in your hips pretty good after you do that. I would recommend doing a session like this once or twice every week. This is going to help you a lot to stay healthy and stay out on the roads. So uh, that that's what I'd really like to see for all of you to be out there and be able to train, especially getting into nicer weather and uh, being able to enjoy your running. So I hope that was helpful to you. Please drop me a line and I'd be happy to send you this uh, sheet of exercises I have. And I can also give you access to the video that shows you a lot of these exercises that for a lot of folks, I know that would help a lot. So um, thank you once again for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. And please make sure to subscribe. You can load all new episodes onto your phone. And if you enjoyed the podcast, the best thing you can do is share it with your friends or on social media. And please take 60 seconds. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform on which you listen to us. We are on Apple, iTunes, uh, Amazon Now, uh, Spotify, Podcast Addict. Uh, there, you know, any any a platform pretty much you can find podcasts we're out there so please uh, you know like i say love to have those ratings and those reviews um i'd be humbly honored if you just take a minute to write a review and those ratings and reviews really help us make more episodes and rise higher in the podcast services search algorithms and that helps more people find our show and obviously able to share information like this so thanks again for listening and until next time always be positive positive. 